At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to episode 11 of Get a Grip with Yo, Max 11. Homa and Shane Bacon. Max, I, I look across from you, my friend, and um, I'm seeing something different seen a lot less of me <laughs> you shaved your arms and your legs you know when i walked in you look a little cyclisty you look thank a you. little bit more jacked thank you again are, are those are those because of your workout regimen or because of the arm and leg shaving little of this little of that um it, it, it is a, a good feeling to realize that I am in fact in shape. Okay. Uh, I don't get to see any muscle definition under all my hair. So this is a nice feeling. Yeah. I mean, I, it, it how long did it take you? I mean, what was, can we talk about the time in the process? <laughs> What'd you use? Uh, so I use my trimmer or a trimmer first. Uh, Do you have to recharge it? Uh, <laughs> I charge it all day. <laughs> uh, oddly satisfying moment was taking the first kind of strip down my arms and just like a layer of fluff coming <laughs> off. Um, it took, a total of about 90 to 100 minutes. That's, uh, interesting I had to way to, f- that's an interesting way to categorize the time. I had to, I had to uh, you know, do obviously the arms first, then had to do the legs took forever. And guys, I didn't know where to stop with the legs. <laughs> I didn't know, you know how high without, up to go. Without getting too intimate here. I got to the boxer line. Okay. Yeah. So so right where the line is, it's just yeah. It, it so looks if ridiculous. you were naked, it would just be like a hair bathing suit. Yeah. And hey, guys. Uh, <laughs> I just need to admit something. I got a hairy butt. So <laughs> it's an absurd look I've got going on right now. I know it's shocking that I do, but I do. This is, this, it, it doesn't be, just stop. It would be unbelievable if it was just if I didn't, not, yeah. this completely yeah. bare baby butt. Uh, it, for people that don't know, the, the reason Max shaved was because we had a huge donation to a food bank. We asked for, what, 2500 bucks for a donation? 2500 yeah. Got more than that. Even now, this has been three weeks. I was doing the math. We have another $1,700 of donations that people have sent in to the get a grip Instagram account. Thanks to everybody that yeah, good work, for donating. Everybody. Thanks for being great. Thanks for trying to find positivity in all this. You, like I said, for you, I'm thinking maybe a new look. You look Camillo-y. I, I <laughs> thank you. I kind of want to keep up the arms a little bit. Cause I do realize how absurd I look. It's just, I was talking to somebody playing golf the other day. They have like a decent amount of hair on their arms, but it's not very dark. So it's not super obvious. Uh, mine just comes in so dark that like you just, obviously the golf digest cover is like the worst of me. Uh, the filter or whatever did not help, but like, you just like, can't see my skin. I will say though, I think I was just blocking out the sun for all kinds of years, uh, as far as like the sunburns and whatnot went on my forearms. So I do now have to be a little bit more conscious of that. You, you said playing golf and I had a little fun on social this week. I, I, I've oh, been, yeah. I've been golfing. I, I social media can be great at this time. You know, if you need to get away from your family and your 
kids, your friends. It's whatever. bordering on like necessary because we're so bored. Yeah, like I tried to delete everything on my phone. <laughs> you, I only lasted a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, you you didn't even last a day. I I, almost, I, I did I almost one thing on my it. computer, <laughs> but it was it's impossible because there's nothing else there's to nothing. do. But I jumped on. I knew I did this just to rile people, and it was up. perfect, and it was awesome. People hate golfing. Hate it. They hate it. I don't. First of all, let me just say this to everybody listening. If things like golfing bother you, you got to just let the stuff go. It goes go. with the divots thing that, that, I, that people get on about like, oh, your divot pattern. <laughs> like I <laughs> the get driving it, but... range divot stuff. Like yeah. take it down a notch, man. There's other things that are worse. Like I've mentioned before, like if, if it was such a big deal, like superintendents in the golf course would come out and say, hey, no more of that. Like <laughs> it'd be the same thing if, if the powers that be in golf would be like, hey, no more saying golfing. Like that's the least of our problems. That one always drives me nuts. I I, I get it. It is play golf and, and it's not a verb, but at the same time, who cares? who cares? Who cares? And there is a little bit, I, I was realizing there is a little bit of a gray area because everyone's like, Oh, what are you going to go baseballing now? But they're called baseball players. They're not called baseballers. We are golfers. So like, at what point do we weave in and out of that? Baseballers does sound kind of cool though. It's sick. I think I'm it, all in on it. I think it. I'm in on baseball. Okay, well, hey, let's be go full heel on Twitter from now on <laughs> and just make people mad. <laughs> so we've, we've talked about something that might annoy people. I want you to lead us off with your feel good Friday and you know what's great about feel good Friday a you feel good when you, yeah, you do let's be let's be frank it's right you there do. in the title absolutely and second is today might be Friday I mean nobody knows what day it is it's Friday Monday Wednesday it's all a day it's everything's a, a day, day. yeah could be Friday let's go uh so I got a write-in from um uh, Wait, a write-in? Was this or, like a ballot? Uh, this, did they write yeah, it in for yeah, president? Yeah, yeah right, right. Did they mail ballot. it to yeah, you? they mailed it to me. Uh, Jeff Washko, really good at the mail, at Jeff Washko on Twitter, said, um, yo, big fan of the pod. Uh, oh, thank you. That was the feel-good story. So, oh, that's it. And he, he said, wanted to share a story. Today was supposed to be the Arizona JDRF walk. That is the juvenile diabetes um, group. Uh, because of the coronavirus, it had to go virtual. I walked 18 at Biltmore, something I haven't done in at least 10 years for my friend Grace. Uh, Grace Lewis, my hero. Hashtag Grace Lewis, my hero. That was very cool to hear. Um, so you know, we did need he go to the course and walk it, or was it on the treadmill? Uh, it sounds like he uh, walked the course. I think he walked the course. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. he, yeah, he said, I walked 18 at Biltmore. So pretty awesome. Uh, we've been walking quite a bit. I really do. I told you this the other day. I hate, usually hate, walking uh at home when we're playing just because i have to walk all the time so it's nice to hop in a cart but now i just appreciate being able to walk i actually i usually like it because not that i want to get the round over with but i'm not trying to just enjoy my time outside i'm trying to like get working right. and play it is nice to be out there for longer now <laughs> like i just want to be playing all day <laughs> i'm playing emergency nines all over again like i i enjoy being outside so the walking thing you have welcomed me to has been quite nice so I played golf on Friday. Gol I golfed on Friday. You I golfed. went golfing. Yeah. And you know what I, I've liked about the approaches currently with golf? It's, you know, you don't touch the flag sticks. They have things in the holes to, to keep the ball just sitting right there. You can grab it. The idea, obviously, is to not touch anything that other people have touched. Rakes are out of the bunkers. I kind of like it. I don't have to worry about anybody else. True. I feel like I sometimes worry a little too much about people I'm playing with. I go pick up their clubs on the green. Yeah. Maybe I rake a bunker for them if they hit it poorly and I'm up there kind of close to the hole. It's like None I'm of that. super selfish now because you are allowed to be. Right. It's kind of nice. I go The only thing that, that I, 
I mean, trust me, I am all in on everything else. I really don't like putting short putts with the pin in. Like it just, it doesn't, that's why I don't do it <laughs> on tour. But like it, it drives me nuts a little bit. I was thinking about all the people that are going to come back from this and putt more with the pin in because they get used to it. Right. But that's the only knock I have on it. I do, I'm with you. I do like not having to worry about anybody's anything like i it's just hey driver pick it up <laughs> don't forget your towel yeah no like nobody's coming over to my towel because i always bring my towel to the green be like hey can you like it's just no, no no cleaning no nothing just it's i'm in my world and and where we play at Wisprock does uh everybody gets their own cart which is might be the greatest thing ever <laughs> i take we all take off you hit a shot and it's gone meet you on the green it's great oh uh, so we were joking we don't know what day it is obviously you know what week it is and i wanted to get into this off the top before we got into some of the stuff that we've been having fun with, because I've been thinking a lot about your master's week. Okay. Because this was going to be your first <laughs> master's and you know, you win last year and we chatted about it right after, you know, you came over to the house. We did a podcast right after you won at the Wells Fargo. And I knew for you as a young guy with perspective and understanding that the win was going to be huge for you because you checked something off of a career checklist. I won on the PGA tour with that comes another big check Mark. And that is getting an invitation to the masters. What's this week like, you know, heading into it mentally knowing, obviously you're not going to play, but knowing that, you know, you kind of got there, like you, you were invited to play in the masters. You had the invitation. Yeah, I thought a lot about this. Um, I appreciated your question because you you had it spun uh, in, in a positive light. The issue is, is I, I don't look at it like that. Um, I I the the perks of winning there are you know multiple perks. That's why it's plural. One of those is playing in the Masters. Um, not getting invited into the Masters. That's not how you look at it. The the perks that uh, you get to basically split off of that is the money and the right. FedEx cut points and the comfort and the two year exemption. So it would be like if, if I, if you went and qualified for the U S open and then and Loomis, your boss said, Hey, you can't play though. You need to commentate. It wouldn't, you wouldn't go around bragging or, or feeling all good. Like, Hey, I qualify for the U S open because that's not the point. Like we, we build it up in our heads because we want to walk on the greenest grass I've ever right. seen. We want to hit the shot on, 12 we want to skip it on 16 the pressure i wanted to play the par 3 contest so bad and so when it when that doesn't get to happen it kind of makes the rest of it uh or the the actual cool part of being like man i did qualify i, I mean I, I get to look at my <laughs> invitation every morning and night it's in my room but it doesn't it almost feels empty i look at it in a, in a negative way because it does stink now there's again a lot of worse things in the world, but as far as this week goes, I just couldn't really. I haven't found a positive in just you. being able to qualify. That's cool. It was always a goal of mine, but the real goal was, man, I get to play in the Masters. I never once said I've qualified for the Masters, which is the, I guess, a tough dif difference in, in the way you think about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you you get to hang out. I mean, you get to hang out with me. As no, there. Listen, there's so, a lot of bright spots. So that's like, I mean. But we were going to hang out in Augusta. We Augusta. <laughs> it's like, this is way less we, cool. We had dinner plans one night. Yeah. I was like, this is such a bummer. Uh, I mean, it, it is. It, listen, there's no fun way to spin it. I know it's, I know it is, you know, professionally for you not getting a chance to be there right now. It, it stinks. I mean, it does. It's just, that is what it is. I just, I wanted to hear what your thoughts were because I think a lot of these weeks are passing by, you know, for you knowing that, all right, I'm going to get back out there at some point. I'm going to get a chance to play. I knew this was a week that you don't know, 
right? And, yeah. and I mean, I think that's probably the 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 uncertainty. The interesting is, part uh, about this one and the way I've tried to look at it is like the one that's really going to stink, like really, really for uh, a weird re- reason is not not getting to defend the Wells Fargo at the course I right. wanted at. Um, now I might fall in love with the other one. Who knows? But like I was very much looking forward to going to a golf course I, that I've always loved. I've played well at and getting to defend there where I have these memories come back. Um, not getting to do that is going to really stink. Cause I'm not going to get that opportunity again. Uh, maybe not ever, but that, that would have been my first real opportunity. I'm not going to get it at all. Uh, the Augusta one that, and the masters one that does help me a little bit is at this point, if they cancel it, I already, and I don't get to play. I mean, worst case scenario, I hope they don't. I hope I still get to play, whether it be in November or whether it be next April, whatever right. they decide I've got in my head that I'm 71st in the world. I'm just going to qualify for it by getting to top 50 or winning again, whatever it is. So there's like the, 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 competitive side of my mind trying to take over and be like all these things I might not be getting to play. Cause I was supposed to finally get to play all four majors this year. Right. Like I was very excited to finally, that's a small thing that you tick off in your, in your career. Um, I'm freaking 29. Like I, it was about time in my head that I play all four of them and uh, you know, not getting to do that stinks, but it has, it has pushed me to get better so that I don't have to worry about this. This isn't, it's, it's, it's just, this isn't my only master's chance. That's what I keep trying to tell myself. That's what my wife's been helping me remember. It's like, this was not my chance to play the you masters. Play it's one, a chance right. to play the masters. So um, you're talking about your game. <laughs> You've just been grinding and grinding. Yeah. Listen, so I wanna, you. I wanna, I've been doing the same thing. I got a net set it up in the backyard. You, you, we were texting like every night. I'm like, how many balls did you hit? Today? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You said you hit yesterday. You said you had a hundred balls and 500 chips. Cause you have the nice uh, uh, bucket, uh, the net bucket yeah, or whatever yeah. to hit your chips into, which is cool. You're just pounding balls into this. Pound. Net I, in I have, don't hit a ton of balls, but I'm out there while I, I pretty much film all of them. One of the questions I actually got was from Chris Hebner. I think, and he asked like, I got that one as well. What we're nice, what we're looking for. Uh, the idea is I, I kind of do multiple things. Um, the things I'm working on with my coach, like I just try to see, I'm a big, like exaggerated as hard as you can. I'm a big video guy, but I'm not a big video guy. Like I don't necessarily, people misconstrue this. I don't think that my swing needs to look perfect. I'm just making sure I like to look at video because i like to make sure that what my feel is, is somewhat real. Like we all talk about that in golf feel versus real. I like to make sure that I'm either overdoing it or underdoing it so that I know how much just to find. So that's what I'm looking at in the net. I, I will take swings where I'll way overdo something in my, in my fields to see just how overdone it is. And if it's not a lot, then I know, okay, cause now when I'm on the course, I really do need to exaggerate it. So that's what I'm doing. So I'm hitting, it's almost like a, a very efficient practice session in a way because I'm out there. I'm not hitting a ton of balls, but it's, are you putting your track man behind hyper you? Or is no, that- I'm going to try that. Okay. The problem is, is right now is I don't have, I'm a little like skittish to hit because I'm hitting foam golf balls. I'm a little skittish to hit like a real golf ball. Um, I just don't know if it's gonna go through the net. <laughs> like I am, I'm just well, nervous. Dude about it. shaves his arm, shaves his legs, and now he's thinking he's gonna be blowing balls through the net. You I never see. know, man. I see you. Maybe all I'm of a sudden you're hitting speed. your seven two forty. You're <laughs> you like, never wow, know. this is crazy. It just scares me. I hit a few and it didn't go through. So I will get the track man out at some point. But yeah, uh, obviously we're all the same. I mean, you're, you're just we're just hitting balls, hit balls. You're hitting balls, hit balls. Just to just do to, what you just love. To do something. Yeah. Well, so my my uncle, we were joking about. You, you said when when the tour resumes, all these guys can show up. Oh, yeah. They're all going to be just, man, I've been banging I balls theory, in my yeah. backyard. Everyone's going to have the prettiest swing and have no idea where it's going the first couple of weeks back on so, tour. So my uncle, shout out to Doug Bacon, Bacon, told me that he set up a net in his garage when he lived in Denver years ago. said he banged balls all winter long. said he got back to the golf course and was hitting this 
dirty snap oh, yeah. hook. He said, I've just been perfecting this snap hook. Oh, Everything yeah. was going straight left. We had uh so in college, we uh we play well, I have two stories. One, our range at Metropolitan, uh it, it was the windiest place ever. It would blow 40 every single day. I was there for four years, maybe legitimately less than five times in my four years did it not blow 40 off the right. So every freshman every year, myself included, and then I watched them all for my next three, every first drive on the first hole qualifying went so far right because you just weren't used to watching the ball hook on the range. So you'd hold it, not unintentionally hold it against the, against the wind. And you hit your first drive and it would be pure and just peel about 30 <laughs> yards right out of bounds. Almost every single person did it once to start their college uh, qualifying career. But the other story, so we, uh, one year in uh, Hawaii in a college event, I think it was my freshman, freshman or sophomore year, University of Denver, for whatever reason, my four years, and especially that year, every player on their team had the prettiest golf swing you've ever seen. It's what you would teach. It's like straight out of a book. And Anybody we were, on that team No, do anything? No. Like, okay. didn't know a guy. Didn't At the time, nobody, I don't think, was ranked. Um, so we're sitting, we all finished practicing one day after the first round. And I think we were leading because we ended up winning the tournament. So we might have been leading after one or two rounds. You know, all of us kind of hit our few balls. And then we sit in these stands behind the practice area and we're kind of watching these guys we had all kind of been mumbling about how these guys all like look at his swing look at his swing so my buddy Stephen Hale walks down and finally starts talking to one of the guys and I'm completely exaggerating how this conversation went but it essentially was like man like you have a beautiful golf swing like I love it like who do you work with whatever like doing you know just being friendly guys or whatever and like <laughs> it was kind of one of those like all right, see you later. We're beating you by 40 somehow. Like, and it doesn't make sense. And that's what's so funny about golf is there's so, I mean, I, trust me, I've seen a lot of bad golf swings. You can see like the little parts that make people really good because there's some funky swings. I have my weird quirks. Everyone kind of does, but there's like a, a moment where you can see like the balance or the release or something that you're like, yeah, you are a real golfer. You might have a little bit of an interesting move, but there is golf is so cool because perfect golf swings do not translate to perfect golf shots. I know I would say that if you went to the outlaw tour that's been played, you know, in our area and you went and looked at their swings, I bet you a lot of them look really, really good. And you don't unfortunately know who these people are because there's more to golf and there's also more to the golf swing than perfect planes. Now we do work on those, but that's, what's so funny about, I could hit balls in this net all day long and come back and I'm not even close to ready to actually play golf. I need right. to know you talk about it all the time. You need to know which, that your driver is curving right to left. Like right. you need to see, need I want to see it two, Yeah. You need to see two balls on the range and then you're good to go. And it, that's, that's what's the beauty of golf is. It's not all just aesthetics and all that. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At bed. Three, six, five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Can't stop me, I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. Can't stop me, I'm a champion. I'm a champion. I'm a champion. So we're going to get into some fun things that we've been doing on the podcast, uh, including our five favorite sports movies. Before we do that, we did nicknames, sports nicknames last week was it yeah. last week was yeah that, last was that week. last was that yeah. just last week it was only three years ago it feels like <laughs> last week in 2014 um i just have some omissions that we never mentioned now these aren't omissions that we didn't put in our top five these are just 
ones general that admissions. All right. That I saw some people on Twitter point out, and I feel like we should have referenced them because they're great. We didn't say Grandma LJ. Grandma is like yeah. one of the best nicknames ever. I loved that. See, team. I would never think of that one. But I, I just no, love I, the yeah. team and the commercial. I I had I think I had maybe a shirt or hat from that team. You know, when I was okay. like super young, big fan of that. The big fundamental. Big fundamental because the big uh, unit was the worst one. I thought we we didn't say it at all. Did we not say so big funny. unit once? No. I think Justin Ray might have pointed out. He said that you know we as people for twenty years called a guy who's named Randy Johnson the big unit. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's the handout. That's Fair on enough. Us. That's on yeah. us. That's on us. Uh, last one. This is one I didn't know. Tell me if you've heard this nickname before. Stephen Baker. The touchdown maker. No, I I caught it on your Twitter. I didn't even. I don't even. Hey, I don't even know who Stephen. I didn't is. either. Okay. Oh, he, I, I looked him I up. I felt uncomfortable admitting. Oh, that. oh I don't know. I didn't know who he was either. He was a receiver for the Giants in the late '80s and '90s. He played six seasons, all with the Giants. Won a Super Bowl over those six seasons. Twenty-one touchdowns, including one in Super Bowl twenty-five that they won. Stephen Baker, the touchdown I maker. Love it. I That's love an it. all-timer. It's cool. And you're a big poet guys so you like the rhymes oh, obviously i don't yeah. just, my my skills are perfect yeah. obviously so those are that and then the the last thing that i have in terms of just stuff i wanted to knock out on the top a reader shout out got a message oh, yeah. from jeremy and elise they just had twin daughters and they listened to the podcast that they were listening to it at the hospital riley and tegan just wanted to say congrats to jeremy and elise and i uh, hope you guys are handling all of this i guess it's kind of a nice time it's very exciting to yeah. have twins because cool. you're just at home all the time yeah, you could be a girl dad too that's pretty awesome girl dad as well so congrats to you guys um i had some let's go i had a deep question oh, deep wow. thought and i'm gonna shout out the no laying up boys i got this idea from their well, podcast well, we're shouting out our hey it's a time that we need to start being nice to okay. our arch rivals until we have to play them in that in that match okay, that we're gonna win um but they have a great podcast out really great podcast out about the what if guys in golf and it's tremendous it goes from the junior golf all the way to just people if what if blah 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 would have been a little bit different but uh when they were going through that tron had picked for his lorena ochoa who i remember lorena obviously phenomenal golfer did not realize exactly how this all went down with her retiring she retired when she was 29 years old okay she had won 21 times in three years leading up to that 21 times in three years and it got me thinking that at a point now, now, I don't know this point, so so this is why the question comes up. At a point, doesn't it kind of become boring? Like, doesn't it become a little bit, like even Michael Jordan, after three, went and played baseball. And I know he says it's because of his dad, but maybe basketball started to feel a little too easy. And I know golf is a little different. Even when you're playing your best seven, uh, 21 times in three years means you lost way more than you won. Tiger, there's a crazy, um, not a rumor, it's not even a rumor, it's just like a conspiracy theory that he possibly changed his golf swing all those times to keep it fresh to prove right. that he could do it with other swings. We were talking about us play golf with uh, drew Kittleson. Who's a two time club champ at Wisbrock and drew Stoltz. Who's a three time club champion. Wow. At nice. Yeah. I had a big, also, shout big out their podcast. Their podcast, their podcast is great. Subpar golf podcast. Um, but yeah, I had obviously had the big ballers in my group and we were talking about this, uh, how difficult it would be to be a billionaire Drew said that if he had, uh, if he had invented Facebook and someone offered him early on $15 million, he'd been like, take it. <laughs> yes. I'm done. Uh, Kittleson was said, if you get to $200 million in anything and someone offers you 200 million and you have the guts to say, no, you're on a different level. So that to me is a lot like this golf thing. So I just, I just want to pose the idea to you or, or ask you how difficult 
you think it must be to keep your mind set in the way Tigers has been for so long to win 82 PJ Tour events. Yeah, I mean, it, you, it, it's it's just something that I think is hard to conceive. You know, it's hard as a good – so something I, I struggle with mentally when I watch you play golf or JT or Dustin – Hey, what, I, what company? I mean, no problem. <laughs> I really appreciate Tiger, that. Jack, Arnie, <laughs> all right, cool. Max. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get it, carried away. Is, uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm, I'm very impressed with professional golfers that they're able to perform, not all the time, obviously, but they're able to perform at their best when it matters the most. You know, I've done some diving into some old masters. I, I wrote this on Twitter a couple of days ago. You know, Jordan Spieth in the 2017 Open Championship, he makes, a, you know, a bogey yeah. on 13. Crazy. He goes birdie, eagle, birdie, birdie, par finish. He was five under through the last five holes. And I just, I'll never understand that stuff because it just seems too much for me. It's a, it has to be a mindset. Like this whole, this whole thing has to be a mindset. I'm not saying Lorena Ochoa doesn't have it, but her priorities and honestly, good for her they're better than most superstar athletes or whatever her mindset is better her priorities are in a better spot she wanted to have a family and like that's how she 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 couldn't be selfish enough to just put her career before it i know you know like that that to be as great as kobe bryant was in basketball he definitely wasn't paying as much attention as he was to his kids at, like at the time as he was after like that's why it all became like became more popular to watch him put in all this time with Gigi you know watching basketball so there there you there's not enough hours in the day to do everything he see in his book that I have it, he did explain how he did it and it was amazing he would he'd wake up and work out at like four in the morning so he could take his kids to school every day and he'd work out all day then he'd pick them up from school like it was really impressive but if, if he was still obviously missing at times an hour a day, right. if he want, even if he's playing a game, it's not like he can, he would be, you know, most parents would be hanging out with their kids and there's no knock on that, but that's the difference to me. Like at some point, somebody has to make a decision. Do I want to keep doing this at full bore? Even Tiger said, like, I can't practice like I do anymore. I have my kids like at full bore or especially in golf where you're older, you know, Kobe can retire a little bit younger and get all that in it. There's a mindset to all that. There's a mindset to what Jordan does where it just like, doesn't he it like gets, he gets up for this moment that he just made bogey and had uh, is kind of crumbling in in a weird way. Well, he was playing. I mean, he was plus three it. or plus four. In his yeah, he wasn't at that playing point. great right. that day. But it, it's there's something with these great, great, great athletes that have they they have something different in their head. The, the trigger that happens. You, you you've seen Free Solo right on Netflix. Yeah, that it's that and you know how they 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 said they measured literally his did, brain. They measured his brain yeah. and, and he lacks the fear. Yeah, that that we all have. I, where it's. You'd be cl- hanging from a wall with no ropes. He doesn't get stimulated. I'm going to die. Fear, yeah. And you wonder just is, is that similar to some of these? I totally goady type of people. Couldn't agree more. When we finished watching it, Lacey and I, we, we said the, I said the exact same thing to her. I said like, that would be somebody that you'd want. If he could have the, that brain in, in a golfer's body, it would be a joke. And I actually, and there must be tiger must have some of that. They, I get this question a ton and you do as well on, uh, Twitter from when we when we ask for questions and it's the hardest one to answer. I'm getting closer to uh, a better answer. It's what separates the PJ Tour players from the mini tour golfers and the mini tours from just the average Joe Schmo. Um, but that's like a plus four handicap. 
I'm getting close to it. First of all, the, the easiest one is games travel. So people get comfortable at their home golf courses. That's easy. I can kind of play anywhere. And I feel like my game's pretty similar. There's, you do notice like you, we, I'll take you to, you know, North Carolina and all of a sudden your game's a little bit right. different. Um, but the second one I'm getting a little bit uh, closer on is, um, or I, I like the way that this is put. Uh, my ceiling might be the same as your ceiling, but my floor is a lot higher than your floor. Gotcha. Like you don't shoot 80. Yeah. Five. And I won't, I won't ever have a day, even when if it's all falling off the rails, I'll, if we go play a pretty simple golf course around here that we play all the time, I'll probably shoot even. It will just look terrible. Right. Um, but the, the last one that is the obviously the least tangible is there's something in the mindset, like what you're saying about Jordan, where that he will he gets up for big, big moments and he gets up for big tournaments. And even anybody on the PJ tour has this mindset. Like you put the lights on and they don't buckle. They might even play like a little bit better. So that that there has to be something in all of that that makes everybody um, you know, advanced and prolific in this game of golf where we're splitting hairs between the skill set of uh, obviously there's a little bit of difference, but a skill set between a mini tour player to a PJ tour, you know, superstar. Well, you think, you think about Rory and Jordan Spieth who both had these epic E collapses at Augusta national, right? It's masters week. Everybody can be talking about the masters and you know, Rory wins his next major championship after that, which is yeah, by pretty a million. Yeah. But it's just, I mean, he's able to click back in that quickly. Now it wasn't the next week, but, the next time he's out there on that stage with that many eyeballs. Yeah, he had a lead against our Sunday. Uh, everybody was thinking, and I'm sure he was, man, is he going to do it? Right. He don't, did don't go out there and hit it. Major. Don't hit, don't yeah. hit anything super crazy. And he didn't, of course. <laughs> and then, you know, speed the same way you, you know, people, I feel like when we talk about guys in terms of choking, I feel like we need to get away from the singular moment and look more at the whole picture, the whole painting. And for Jordan Spieth, that's really the lone moment he had in terms of quote unquote choking, right? He had one moment in his career and he can't, he birdied 13, Yo, 15 yeah. and nearly he birdied explained 16. It. He explained it perfectly. He said, my miss all week was short, right? And I got to a hole where short, right is dead. That's all that happened. Like right. you can call it choking, call it whatever you want, but that, and he clicked right back in. Yeah. He, he right almost back in. caught Willett right after. He almost I mean, got him. I mean, if he makes that putt on 16, who knows what Yeah, happens, you exactly. Know? And frankly, the ball got, he got a kind of a bad break there. There's I a the difference. There, there's close. a difference. And this is no shot at, I don't know him. And, and I don't, I don't. Oh, I wow. Will, this could be beef too. I will never ever use the word. I don't think choking is a, is a real thing. I, or I'm sorry, not that it's a real thing. I don't like that word. Cause I think it's very, like you said, it's very unfair. And I think it's very, it's way too negative, but there's a difference in, in ways people kind of have their falters and tournaments. John Vandeveld's to me is so mental. He did not need to go for it into right. Definitely didn't. I mean, he got super unlucky. It, it hit like a metal post, but even then he made like a six footer to get in the playoff. It, made a, so it, it, has, it was longer than that. I think Yeah, to me, it has very little to do with what's going inside your gut and all the nerves that, that get there. I mean a little bit, but we've all, anybody who's made the PJ tour has had a moment where their hands were absolutely going nuts or their legs were their, their stomach was, and they've hit a great shot or made a great putt. So I don't think that that, that means that you're going to crumble. I think it goes to your brain and his brain. He started making bad decisions. You see a lot. You see people start making really crummy decisions. I've made terrible decisions in big moments. And I think a lot more has to do with that aspect. And that's where to me, like you would see a big shift in how someone plays because uh, everyone's missed and everyone's made that's on the PJ tour, big putt or, right. or hit a big, sh uh, made, made a great swing when they were nervous. But this, this Jordan backed it up right after the worst hole of his career with a ton of great golf. So I don't, 
I don't see it as being that. I think he made it the point perfect. It was a circumstance, and this hole just didn't call for. That's why Augusta National is such an amazing golf course for such an amazing championship. Yeah, a third uh, golf podcast shout out of of this golf podcast. But Shotgun Start did a deep dive into Curtis Strange last week, and he was talking about how you know it'll be great. You've got to be willing to lose, and I think I was when I heard that it. I think I feel like I attached to that a little bit because I think sometimes when I'm playing in stuff, and of course my stuff is is peanuts compared to, you know, playing for a living. But when I'm playing in things and I'm I'm really excited about playing and I want to do well and I want to win, I think sometimes I'll wake up in the mornings of the final round and I'll think, you know, don't go out there and 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 play poorly or don't go out there and do something to where you're A going to embarrass yourself or you're B not going to win. And you've got to be willing to be out there doing that. And uh, and so, you know, I, I maybe I'll take that with me going forward. Yeah. Just go into it and go, you know, if you go out, like w- one thing that was big for me as I as I got older and, and played golf was – that whole like nobody, you know how I think it's G four. Some company does that. Nobody cares what yeah. you shot. That's so. That was so important to me to hear because I always felt like everybody did in a way. Yeah. And when you realize nobody does, well, you're the protagonist in your own story, and you're the uh, supporting actor at best in everyone else's. So no one right. cares. Like right. no one cares. Like it, it goes back to if I'm playing heads up against you. Like, I want you to play well. Like, I, I do, right. but I also don't care. Like, I still want to beat you, you know? So, it's like, I, I care. I want you to have your best, you're a fun day and all this because, like, we're friends. But if I'm playing somebody I don't know and they're going, you know, it's like when they come up and be like, can you believe that lift? I was like, to be honestly, I'm kind of happy you missed it. Like, <laughs> I'm like, playing against you. I'm playing you. against you. Right. But my coach says this, and you could take, take uh, my coach Les says, says this, and you, you should put this in your back pocket. He says he's a big football guy. His son is about to play uh, football, uh, quarterback at Cal. Uh, Zach and he says be more excited to throw touchdowns than afraid to throw interceptions and that's what you think about on golf swings especially like when the that. moment's big it's like you can do you can do two different things you can get up on the 18th hole at, at Quail Hollow and you can think man there's water down the left right's bad like there's all this safe or I can and I could say man it'll be what we, are we going to do from that spot or I can say hey everybody watch this like, right I'm going to pipe this thing. I'm I'm going to show off in this moment. And there is a huge distinction in the two things. It goes right back to when I caddied for you. And I, I understand why you pointed out on the fourth hole that right was better than left. But at no point did I feel like you were excited to show me a 320 bomb right. down the right side of the fairway. I yeah. thought it was a lot more like I, I don't cannot be, be left here. Because right. if I – and you're right. If you hit it left and you, you hit out of bounds, your, your chances of qualifying are more than likely over. Maybe not, but more than likely over. And I get that that, that mindset – but you like still get up and gotta, hit a drive. You right. still got to get up there and think yep. if it goes out to me, and this is what I always try to remind myself. If it goes out, it goes out and I'm going to go to the range tomorrow and figure out how to make that not happen anymore. But not, I can't, I, I throw up or I feel sick. If I, if I, if I leave there thinking I just made a golf swing with the thought of don't hit, not hitting it left. Like what did that get me? I'd rather just hit it left and be like, okay, coach, what do you think that's from? It's like, oh, your hands got here. Instead of being like, well, how am I supposed to help you, man, if your brain isn't letting you right. be a hero? Yeah. That, that, by the way, Max is talking about uh, he qualified or oh, he, he caddied for me. Uh, U.S. Amateur qualifying last year. It was two days, 36 holes. He caddied for me in the fourth holes as par five. And I just kept mentioning to him how left was bad. Yeah. And he said, he goes, I know you weren't going to hit that. You said right trees are okay. And again, I I like caddying so much because I do learn and and I've played so much golf with you and you've played well pretty much every time we've ever played. So it's nice to see what 
not that I want to see what holds you back, but you you get curious. You right, hit the ball sure. really Absolutely. well. You putt it really well. And obviously, tournaments are always different. Again, it goes back to my 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 separation between mini tour players and professional golfers, or I'm sorry, PJ tour golfers. But it goes it goes to all. It's interesting because you can see where your brain changes. You would if at Phoenix Country, if you just get up it. and just hit Wouldn't it, and care. you're just gonna probably bomb it more often than not. But that's no big the deal. hardest. Yeah, no big deal. That's the hardest part about professional golf, and that's the hardest part about doing anything with circumstances. If I had to broadcast like we did, let's just say our little recap of the 08, uh, Not that I did much broadcasting, but if, if like I had to do that on Fo- for Fox, like you do, it would. I, I wouldn't. I would be so timid to say anything. And then about the end, you'd be like, why didn't I just say something? Like just speak, talk, right. like yeah. do something. It's like, it's like when you are trying to ask out your first girl, when you're, you're younger, it's like, just get told no, but don't go in there skittish. Or like don't just, not ask. Yeah. Or don't not ask because she, she's not going to, who cares now? So it, it just goes that like everybody and everything at some point has to have some gusto and, and have the ability to, to fail and then go back and not look at the failure, look at what you could learn from it and what went wrong. And then, then you start to develop trends. So like now, as I've been in my golf better at that, I know my, I know my tendencies when I get nervous, I know my tendencies just in my own golf swing. So when I get in big moments and I have trouble on a side, I don't like, or with a club, I don't like, I know, okay, well, I I have addressed this because I wasn't making swings that were mentally bad anymore. I was making good focused swings. I, but I went down, in a, in a blaze of glory. And now I can address, I, now I've addressed that in practice and I can set up how to be successful on that same type of shot later down the road. And then prove it and you, and then you do it. But yeah. then, but then again, you have to get onto that and commit to that same thing that I have put in the hours. I have fixed this shot. I, you know, for me on that hole, I picked a different club because I draw it better than my driver. I draw my three wood better. It fits the three wood. So I just went in to that shot thinking I've done this at, on that range that week, 20 times on Sunday, because Joe got me all ready for it. Right. So it, it also takes that part, but you have to, you have to be so okay with failing. And that, that's what makes everybody that's great. They're scared. I mean, great. people are scared to fail. They're scared to be embarrassed. They're scared yeah. to say something stupid. I, and they are on the fourth hole, not just the 18th hole. A lot of people just like to go straight to the 18th hole. Like every, like people are scared early in days and then middle of days. Like you just don't realize it. Cause you're not, you look at it as a choke moment is on the 18th hole on the tee. It's not, it's, it's, it's a whole, you could look at it as a whole day. Like you said with speed, everything was short, right. Hey, and that shot short, right I mean, was brutal. Right. That's it's a, it's a great point. Um, we were going to do our five favorite sports movies ever. Yeah. And, uh, this favorite. is just a reminder. This is, isn't the best. Sports movies. I'm going to have some honorable listen, mentions again. I, is that all right? I just, I just want to take a moment. Everybody listening. Been a couple of weeks to this. There's just no reason to yell at us about stuff. If we say something mean or rude or inconsiderate, that's fine. I understand you getting frustrated with us. But when we're doing our favorite things for public consumption, you just, you don't, you don't have to yell. You can just. Mention your five favorite movies, and yeah, then just we mention can, yours. Then we can move on. Yeah, and yours can be different than mine. And you know what we can do? We can be friends. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. So we're like going to start with our five favorite sports movies. This is this is the hardest one. The number five? No, just like it's, uh, it's getting I mean, it's it to impossible. Five. We're going to miss some. Yeah, uh, but even like yeah. So I have ten here, and you, I still you don't know. Ten? Yeah, I still don't know what my five are. Uh, I kind of do. I'll I'll start. I'll I'll throw mine out there. My my number five. This is I put. Are, are we order. gonna start with the five? I'm gonna start number with number five. five. Okay. To down okay. to number one. 
uh, it's tough. It's tough. My, my number five is I think of one of the sports movies I feel like I've watched the most. I love it. Whole bunch of good acting in it. A League of Their Own. Oh, I just feel like, it's, like it. it's, it's a wonderful movie and it's a great, you know, the, the whole rewatchable thing that The Ringer does. It is a great rewatchable movie, and it's a great dive in at any time. I agree. It's great rewatchable. It's one of those. You can always get in no matter where you're at. I'm not sure I've seen the start of A League of Their Own in 20 years. I'm not sure I have either. I don't know if I ever have. Uh, Do you know who directed A League of Their Own? Penny Marshall. I would like to know what Penny Marshall. Is that Penny Hardaway's cousin? (laughs) You don't do do first things. No, no, you do. You do. (laughs) So A League of Their Own, 1992, holds up. Great movie. That's my number five. Okay. I like it. My number five, it's very, Lacey just got Postmates. She's really excited. And it's Shake Shack. <laughs> um, number five, ooh, I'm going to say mm, Coach Carter. Coach Carter is, first of all, it happened down the street from where my uh, uncle, aunt, you know, cousins grew up okay. in Richmond. He, uh, my uncle is a, a, basketball coach up there so he kind of knew when it came out he kind of told me some stuff about it it felt like one of those movies that you could connect with really well it was also just a great movie now i understand there are better stories or maybe bigger more important things um than than the coach carter film but i thought the movie was really good it was really easy to get into it had a lot of layers to it um also again it was when i was growing up uh, my favorite sport getting to like, it just felt like I connected with it. Like, and, it, and I mean, everyone loves Samuel L. Jackson. It's just yeah. Tight. I mean, he's, he's when, when he's, when he's really rocking it, it's a lot of fun to watch. <laughs> I agree with that. Very positive, very fun. Good movie. My number four, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to throw my number four out knowing that it's a little bit like the diehard being your best Christmas movie ever argument here. Kingpin. Oh God! I cannot believe I don't have that. Kingpin is just one of it's the best so movies ever. It's so good. That is as 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 rewatchable as they come. It is. It is so good. Uh, my wife, not a Kingpin fan, and uh, that was a few days ago. That was one of the moments that I didn't talk to her the rest of the day. <laughs> that was quarantine life is very fair. Got, hey, you got to have relationship yeah. silence. You need moments Listen, to yourself. I get it. Didn't want to watch Kingpin. It was on TV. I went. You don't like it? No, I don't like it. It wasn't, it wasn't, oh, let's change. It's like, no, I'm going to watch it and you're going to yeah, I was. I was going through, you know, you know how you do the battle every night on Netflix where you spend two and a half hours trying sure. to figure out what to watch? <laughs> we were doing that and it was Kingpin was one of the options and she said, I don't like that movie. I said, how do you, what's, what yeah, part? Yeah, what's not to like? What, like, what part do you not like? Because <laughs> it's all awesome and everybody's just rocking yeah. at their acting ability. So <laughs> there you go. That's my number four. Uh, my number four, man. My I number, love watching this, this kind of internal struggle. I know. I this have, is why you can't write down ten. I know, but I had to. Uh, I kind of wanted to do something like where I, everybody kind of has their favorite baseball movie, their favorite golf movie, right. which we'll get to. Our, our favorite football movie, all these things. So I wanted to add. I love a lot of baseball movies, but I, I have I have this tied like I'm tied with Field of Dreams, Moneyball, and Major League. And I'm going to go with Moneyball. Okay. Field of Dreams, I would say, is a more impactful movie. It's a more sentimental movie. I think it's a deeper movie. But Moneyball is such, and I don't know how accurate it is, but it is, it, it really set up like what baseball becomes. And, and it helps you understand it right. in, in, a, in a better way. Like this, uh, the analytics of baseball have 
become so important because of not because of the and, movie, and but because of, baseball, of the A's. You know, yeah. and, and and basketball and even golf. For I mean, sure, all of this stuff basically derived from this, right? Yeah. So it's so cool to see how that works and to to get to. I don't know m- movies that make everything seem so much more interesting too. Like it was like obviously this is probably just somebody like had an idea and did it and it, but this makes it so much more dramatized and like there's so much going on and I love baseball movies in general so that was that's high on my list because uh, I, I don't think it's the most rewatchable movie I will rewatch it just because I like you know Brad Pitt and it is very good but it's just it, it, it's a very informative movie to one of my favorite sports to watch and agree, I, agree I appreciate it for that. Great. I think it's a, it's a wonderful movie. One of the few movies I have purchased and it's on my iPad at all times. <laughs> very good. I've watched it a lot on flights when I'm very bored and done with a book or done trying to work. Uh, I'm going to just steal from your list there because my number three is, was on your list. You didn't pick number three is major league. <laughs> so I thought you were going to say Phil dreams is I, so are all three of my movies from the mid nineties. So yes. Far? <laughs> hey, major league is so good. Major league is unreal. It has a lot of a lot of one-liners. This was a movie for me that I had never, I hadn't seen because I think it's ra- It's got to be rated R for sure. And so I didn't see it. So in- you, you, did you have a rated R rule as a kid? Well, yeah, it was just what my mom let me watch. Right, so. but like, when did you? When could you oh, start I don't, watching? I don't remember. That's a great like, question. Were you in, were you in high school first... watching whatever movie you wanted? No, I don't think what. Did you whatever. have a curfew as a kid? Yeah. What time? 10 but once i got a scholarship my parents said do whatever you want just no don't way. be an idiot that was yeah, which was the, really nice because nice. because to be fair like i my sister and i both pretty like never nobody really my sister definitely never got in trouble i never really did anything to get in trouble but part of it was because from the golf like i didn't go to parties i wasn't right. know, doing any bad stuff as a kid and i think my parents got that so once i did get like this big kind of monkey off my back and, and this obviously a big help to you know like financially for college it was kind of like a hey you know you haven't. I think they kind of said in their head, like, you haven't had a lot of fun. Go have some fun. Gotcha. Don't be an idiot. Like you mess. I felt like if I mess up once, I'm. But I, I could come home when I wanted. But to be honest, most of the time I was just out like playing video games in my buddy's <laughs> house. Like it wasn't like a big, you know. You know it's it's really important. It's important as a parent to really read your kid. Right? Sure. Yeah. You're like I, this kid's not gonna. Bit. This kid's gonna go play video games till midnight. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. So I think they they knew. But yeah, it was. Uh, I we had like a. I think also parents knew what rated R movies were worse. Like my parents were never big on like bad words. No one cared. No one cared about bad words. I understand some do, but like I still say a lot of bad words. I just you're really good at self editing. I'm podcast, thank you. So. We talked about What'd that. you say? What was the last word? A dog, dog snot. snot. Yeah, I'll but I know to I know not to. <laughs> I know not to. But I don't put the value in a bad word in in the word. I put it in its intent. If I'm saying the f word at you, that's not right. And right. if I say that, then I see how it's bad. But my parents kind of had me on that. But he does that a lot, by the way. When he's not on the podcast, he just he just says always. The I have to me. berate him. Always, he's just yeah. yelling at me. Um, but yeah, but as far as like you know the graphic stuff, you know like the adult stuff, my parents knew that would be a, a no no for most of most of like no early basic high instinct. School. You're saying Did, no, no, no no basic that was instinct. Out. So Major uh, League finally got to watch, and I fell in love with it. Like great, great movie. That, that's that's and now my number three. It feels three. new. Like it, I when I watch it, it feels like a new movie. <laughs> What's your number three? Uh, my number three is Miracle. Okay. Uh, hockey movie. Um, I was never, I'm slowly starting to get into hockey. Um, this movie though, was not about hockey. This movie was about like patriotism and, and anybody could get fired up that, that scene where he's saying again, 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 I feel like anyone who's played sports has been in that moment of just like, what do I need to do to like make you happy? Like coach, like what do I need to do to make you happy? And it's like, be an effing team, like right. be a team. Like you, we're not from Valencia, California and 
you know, East Texas. We're from the United States. Like, and so it just like blends so many things together. And it, it was also like, as, as I understand such a huge moment for the whole country in way more ways than sports. Like it was like, we beat you Russia when Russia and, and the United States were having such difficult times. It, it was such a, it's such a great story. And I thought that the movie was really well done, but it was more learning about the story through, you know, you know, um, the cinematography of it to really, for me, get it better than just reading an article. You know, I, I wouldn't trade eras in terms of adulthood back 20 or 30 years. I mean, I feel like we live in a time where, you know, think about, you know, think about this right now, what we're going through with the coronavirus. Think about if this happened in like 85 yeah. or 92 and there was no internet and there was no on demand and there was no phones and there was no computers and you had books and your friends and games and that's <laughs> it. It would be tough. Just so I'm not, imagine, imagine if, if you had to like interact with people that you live no, with and decided to, 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 to legally marry. But I do wish in a way that we could go back sometimes to moments like that hockey game where the entire yeah. country, maybe the entire world's watching. Didn't this. you kind of feel like that when, when Phelps, the, I think one of my favorite sporting events of all time, Beijing was when he in the relay. Yeah. Cause I felt like everyone in the whole country was rooting for, for, I can't remember, not remember who finishes it off with like the coolest touch everyone by like 0.04. Seconds. Was it Lochte? Lo no, no, it wasn't Lochte. It, uh, it was the it was an was it older not guy Phelps the wasn't the last no, Phelps leg. wasn't because okay. Phelps did it was the inner uh, I am so he did the butterfly the end is a freestyle I okay think, finish um, no it might have been backstroke finish but I just felt like when that was done you could have called anyone All anyone and everyone <laughs> felt the same as you everyone was watching it everyone was into it so and that pumped. was my that was maybe my miracle moment of like we all wanted it because it, the, that's why the Olympics is fun because we are all that's why Tiger honestly makes golf fun now that I think about it because everyone's kind of rooting for him more or less in the golf world so if you call any of your golf buddies like do you see the masters oh my god this is the greatest moment of my life like the Olympics bring that out of you and the the miracle movie was like the you know the first iteration of that 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 I could see where everybody was was in on that like in these like old boxing matches and oh. golf tournaments think about 86 masters think about being around a you know your sd television with your friends and you're going what jack nicholas the weird thing would be not being able to rewind that would have yeah, been tough, be tough. wait that, did you see the putt and i was in the bathroom well you'll you're literally not gonna see it yeah for months unless you catch my first tonight. big rewind moment was uh the janet jackson uh justin timberlake super bowl <laughs> and we uh, we had just gotten dvr or tivo or whatever it was and just me and my mom were watching the super bowl together and my mom was one i man i must have been young 12 11 or 12 maybe a little older, but I just remember my, like it happened and I thought I saw it happen, but I didn't know. And even my mom was like, what? And like rewound and season <laughs> goes, oh, okay. <laughs> and moves along. And it was just like, that's when it was like, we need to rewind. We can, like, we can rewind our television. We need now. to, because what if that would have gone on? A lot of people would have just been, like, never know. I don't know if that they'd really have read happened, about it. They'd read about it the yeah. next day. <laughs> um, did you go number two? No, my number two is great though. My number two wow. is almost my number one. <laughs> wow. Shocking. <laughs> but it's still your number two. It's not my, I battled on this one. Are you going to tell your kids that? Hey, Henry, Listen. you're almost my number two. You're great. You're just not quite number one. You're almost my favorite. <laughs> I, do you want to, should I rank my people I live with right now? In my <laughs> yeah. household? We would do that every day. Do you? Yeah. Who, who's yours today? Lacey's oh, no, no, no. We just, oh, sorry, not quite the same. Uh, we rank just where we all stand in importance in this house. And it's Lacey, Scotty, me. Okay. Perfect. Like, you're third sorry, you're going with like your favorite people. Yeah, my favorites between my where wife, are you right now? my wife, my wife, my kid, and my uh, your my dog. dog. Uh, right now, I would say, you know, 
Harlow's been Harlow's been a little needy lately. Yeah. You know, I love the pup, but yeah. You know, she's she knows we're home now. She's <laughs> she's getting in our stuff a lot. So <laughs> Harlow might be third. Dog might be third. I'm gonna give Cindy one because she's the only one that's really to this. Okay. And then, uh, Henry, and I'm gonna play for Henry the moment. When Henry's 18, he's gonna have understand. daddy issues. He's gonna go, I'll go back to this 2020 podcast. <laughs> so my number two. I owned it on DVD. We don't have any ties yet. Or uh no. Whatever. We we called. almost had an overlap, but you didn't overlap. Go thank you. Hey, you're a pro. No problem. So my number two, and I bet it's on one of your. I bet it's in yours. Blue chips. No. Wow. wow. Nice. Blue That's chips. A, isn't that a little before? I mean, not. No. All jokes aside. When did that come out? Pro, I mean, so it would have been. It would have been when Shaq was either early professional. Yeah, I feel like I missed out. See, that I feel been, like I missed out on these movies. I would say blue chips. I'll look it up. I bet blue chips was '95. Is my guess. okay. Um. Did you, I mean, you like blue chips? Yeah, but like, it's another one where I've seen it on TV, but I would never just like rent it to watch. I owned you know, it on DVD. I was four when 94. that came out. I was three when that came out. So it's well, I mean, tough. I, was, I, mean, I, I mean, I was 10. I know, but like, ima- imagine all the movies that came out between then, the sports movies that came out between then and when like I was 10, like where I could like focus on a movie. You know, I've, I've already mentioned how much I love Penny Hardaway. So obviously yeah. he's in the movie, which sure. I love. Shaq was in the movie. <laughs> Thin, athletic Shaq, yeah, who is just a monster. freak. And then, of course, you also get this glimpse into Shaq. When you rewatch Blue Chips now, you're like, oh, okay, no wonder this guy is this unbelievably entertaining human being. Yeah. He was so good at acting. Like, he wasn't, it wasn't Kazam. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, no, he no. was actually talking and doing. He's he was, charismatic as well. I mean, he he's kind of does have it all. He he's has it all. underrated in the sense of in all the worlds that he fits into. Uh, so just I watch Blue Chips, you know, probably twice a year. Every time I watch it, I love it. Great movie. Shaq's name is Neon in it. I mean, come on, how did it get better than that? <laughs> um, my number two. This is a fight again. So my just so people at home understand, this, going- is, this is Max staring at his phone and just shaking his head back and forth. I have so many doing. options. All right, I'm making it. Um, I bailed again. I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Rocky, whatever your favorite Rocky movie is. Like mine is Rocky. No, I'm just saying for everyone out there, like, like I, I, I kind of, I know that there's whatever, there's the one bad one, but Rocky in general, like the franchise of it, but especially like the first one kind of changed sports movies to me because this isn't like a, I love the documentary sports movies. Like I like real true things. I appreciate the history of sports and what it means to people and how, how it's shaped history. But this is not a, like, this is a, just a movie, but it feels so real. Like even like the new, like the Creed movies I love, and they're not the best movies I've ever seen, but they hype me up and they make me, I mean, there's like, uh, there, there's these cool, you know, the, the, you know, you're going to keep getting hit in the face. You've got to keep getting back up. It's how you react to like stuff that really drives people to be better. And it just comes from like a movie, like just like a random franchise of movie. But my Rocky, the first Rocky movie, it just, it just, t- I don't know. It just hit me. It was, it's a great movie. That's also it. Like it's just it's a great movie. Unreal movie. It, I, I, it's hard to feel more jacked up. So, so that movie in the sense of hitting stuff, is how you left the first Fast and the Furious in your car. I had a teal. <laughs> I had a teal. We call it the teal Mac. It was a teal 1993 Chevy stepside truck. And the speedometer only went up to 85. That was as high as it went on the speedometer. And I got out of the Fast and the Furious movie and I was going 80. I mean, I was going 85. I might have been going faster, 
but that's all my truck told me I was going. <laughs> and the same thing. Officer, when, when listen, walk, I wasn't going 100. 100? This truck doesn't even go 100. It says it goes Look at the truck. What am I? What am I, I don't build By trucks. the way, when I was looking up uh, like best sports movies, just like refresh my mind, uh, Fast and Furious came up. It was on the list? Listen, there might not be a bigger Fast and Furious fan like, than me, movie. but it's not a sport. No, I don't no. know what, what sport they did. Even it, especially in the new ones, like they're barely driving anymore. They, they drive they, like to the grocery store really fast. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, cool. We got yeah, the car then they party, throw like, nine yeah. planes out of it, nine cars out of an airplane. Exactly. Uh, all right. I, love, I mean, Rocky's one of the best. Thank not you. in my top five. Because my number, number one? one is it's a golf movie. And then we'll leave. Oh, into oh what this we're is do. really going to set the stage. Uh, so. My number one sports movie. It has to be what my favorite golf movie is then. Ten Cup. Okay, cool. Hey, listen. There we go. Ten that, was on, that was on my It's on your potential. Things, yeah. Yeah, ten, ten Cup is, you know, it's just start to finish great. Great entertainment. Maybe not it's the most. realistic. Yeah, I mean, maybe not the most realistic. But it's pretty realistic. There are some, there are some you know, you could nitpick some of the scoring moments okay, in sure. the U.S. Open because – I think I've tried to do it a couple of times. He shoots a, a trillion that first day. Yeah. And he's somehow back into it. Well, no, though, but didn't he go 80, 63? He shot higher than 80, I think. I think he shot 84. Okay. That first round. I mean, he just shot a lot. It was one of those things that they could have made it. They could have softened the score and it wouldn't have changed the yeah. movie at all. Yeah. Um, like if you'd have gone, oh, he shot 80, 78. Nobody at home is going to go. Well, that doesn't seem realistic. Also, playing that hole in real life does ruin it a little bit because it's like a really hard par four and yeah. not a reachable par five. And the green feels is humongous right. in real life. I don't know why. Like, they, like when I saw it, I'm like, no. Like, yeah. I love no, this I, movie. I, I, I could peel something on yeah. the screen. But I, I love Tin Cup. I've seen it as much as any movie I've ever seen in my life. Awesome. Everything about it's great. I, I like love it. that they did the 18T Hubble Beach the next year. They paired Costner and Tiger together. Oh, I didn't know that. Which is great. That's awesome. So fun. Good. Um, my favorite, and this is in my top favorite, uh, five favorite movies of all time, just in general, is Remember the Titans. It, it, it's everything I want in that's a, a run, sports That's a run movie. through your own brick wall move, movie, too. Run through a brick wall. It is uh, touches on some serious social issues that I'm very, very much um, into. I really am so tired of the underlying racism that goes on in this right. country and it is 2020. Um, I think it was an important movie in that aspect. I think it is just a, a great, the, the, the choreography of the actual football, like the last play with the reverse and so red blocking, like you're just like, that's phenomenal. The nickname of sunshine and his character in general is great. Every character felt very important. Everyone felt kind of, uh, you could attach yourself to them. Uh, I, I, I thought that it being, I, again, I can't, I don't know how true it is, but again, I love the documentary type movies. Like I, I like when they turn into a movie, but I like that it is about based on a true story. Uh, it touched everything for me. And Denzel Washington is probably again, in my top three to five favorite actors. Uh, I absolutely love every part of that movie. Um, and like I said, it's in my top five of all movies in general. I'm um, so you've now watched the wire. Oh yeah, of course. Favorite you love show. It. Do you have a hard time now watching Remember the Titans with Wood Harris and and now just not? I just feel like he's Avon. Oh, I oh, have a hard time seeing him. Not. Well, I just got off the phone with my mom and she said what we were. She was trying to think of a movie and she was trying to think of Remember the Titans. She said it was Avon's. Yes, <laughs> and, see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, see, I, since I watched uh, Remember the Titans so much before, I actually saw you saw Avon, Avon as was the Julius. Okay. So like. It, it was the opposite, but yes, I, I agree. It, it's it's 
it was hard to watch The Wire knowing that that guy's one of my favorite people in a movie. And, and like, and, and you know, it's it, the, the way they made Remember the Titans, obviously they softened language. They wanted it to be a movie that people could go sure. see. I believe it's probably PG. If it's PG-13, yeah. I'd be shocked. I think it's PG, yeah. And so, you know, you see him and, and he does the thing, like you're talking about dog snot earlier. Yeah. He does a lot of that terminology in the movie where he doesn't cuss, he says other words. Yeah. And you're like, Avon Barksdale wouldn't be doing that. But Remember the Titans is... Well, it has two of my... I mean... It has left side, strong side is as good as it gets. So good. And, but the scene where Gary and Julius are supposed to get to know each other and Gary said, let's just get this over with. I'm sick and tired of your guys' attitudes. And he, and Julius says something like attitude reflects leadership captain. Like, it's just like such a great, but then Gary getting it and being like, Hey, I'm big on this too. In life, it's okay to mess up. Gary realizes I've been wrong. Like I'm wrong. You can still, just because you're wrong does not mean you need to continue. You can, you have to continue being wrong. You can go fix it, whether that's not dieting well, if you mess up your diet, if you, if you haven't been working out or you did and then took a dip, like you can get back on the horse and go back. He looked at it, he goes, you know what? He looked in, yeah, order a Peloton. (laughs) He looked inwards and said, I have, you know, you're right. Julius, you said that your attitudes are because my leadership is stunk and I, you, you're probably right. I'm going to put that on me. And then he, he gets better. And I thought that was very cool. Again, for b- both for the sports part of it, but for like the social uh, progression that we need to like work towards. So, so you said the action, right? You know, the, and the, the football action yeah. was so good. I mean, I That's think about be unnecessary roughness was like that where yeah. you're watching it and you're like, these dudes are lighting each other up. The opposite of that, the Matt Damon golf swing it's is tough. terrible. And all of the tennis scenes in Wimbledon, have you ever seen the movie Wimbledon? No, before? I haven't. I don't know what they did. I don't know how to make movies shocking. I know if people are sitting here, probably shocked. I'm yeah. not a director uh, hey, of movies. count me in. Yeah, I'm wow. shocked. Um, they did it's something with computers, the way they hit the tennis yeah, balls. Yeah, so it just it makes it looks rude. awful. Unfortunately, I've probably watched the movie Wimbledon like 30 times. Yeah, it's always on so TV. So it kind of ruined it. Not anymore. a very good See, movie. this is actually, now that I... That you mentioned it, this goes back to why I like Coach Carter so much. The basketball plays are real basketball right. plays. Like they they feel very much legitimate. Like the way that they run, they do a good job because they don't run through too many sequences for too long, but they'll run one play and hit it. And you're like, okay, cool. Like that was real life basketball. So it makes you want to be more involved in it. But it must be so hard. Like, think about miracle. Like hockey is so intense. How do you do a scene? At all, like, <laughs> let alone make it look like it was the real full one. speed hockey. Yeah, golf is the easiest. It's just the hardest to get a golf swing that matches. It's a, just, like Coster's swing is really good. Good, but I mean, again, it goes back to what I was saying about golf swings that you can tell where a guy is a really good or not. It's just like the follow through isn't. It's just you could just tell. It's like okay, you're not, but I'm gonna let it go because it is right. pretty dang good. He's hitting a lot of six irons from one forty. I mean, they like, go from Jacob Peter Jacobson to like. You know, Costner. Peter it's like, Jacobson's this is pretty swing. Oh, the one time they show him full swing, yeah, he's like in his prime. It's he, so good. It was perfect. Yeah, his it swing was always. So and so it's like that's where, of course, you have to get past it, and that's why to me, remember the Titans looks like football to to me. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. At Bed Three Six Five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
so I went, I asked you this to follow up with this, to, to bring it a little bit back to golf. Uh, I, I am of the camp that there is a gold, silver and bronze in golf movies and that's it. Yes. And then there's agreed. a huge gap. Uh, obviously, Caddyshack. Happy Although Gilmore. I'm going to add one. What's the greatest game ever? Greatest game ever played is really good. Um, oh wow! I'm not even watch sure it I've before seen you it watch it before you go to Brookline whenever that U.S. Open is. Okay. It's gonna. It actually maybe that's why I like it so much because now that I've I've uh, it also was sweet spot of when I was growing up. But that it actually is wild when you go there. How ridiculous well, the story I, is. So this is this is such a thing to say, and I'm not trying to make it sound like this. So just understand that when it comes out of my mouth. That's not what I meant, but I, I read that book this past year and that got me so fired up to go there because the book, to your point, lays out the history of this place. And you, I mean, you've told me this twice now, going to see where the house is compared yeah, to the green is shocking. like, is, yeah. is, and, is and honestly, what's even crazier is if you watch the movie, you can like see it. Like you don't even have to imagine it from the No, book. but my, my, my imagination <laughs> is next level. All right, so, so rank, uh, rank your three, three golf ones. Golf, and say the three. Caddyshack, Happy Gilmore, Tin Cup. Fair. See, I, and I'm okay with this. I know we're like people are going to disagree and everyone has their, but these are the three most talked about golf movies, I think. I, For sure. As much as I love Greatest Game Ever Played, I don't, you haven't even seen, I don't think it is something that's almost like a necessity to watch if you play the game of golf. Like these three feel like you do. If just, you haven't seen these three, it just feels like you've missed out on a lot of golf jokes with your boys. On you like a Tuesday. you listening to this podcast, you've seen these three. Yeah. Joe and I used to have like a mandatory once a tournament or once a day, like happy Gilmore quote. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say something. So what's your three? I want you to just bang, bang them out. Well, three, Tink two, Cup one. Are all of our number ones or both of our number ones. Right. Cause like we, we had mentioned Tin Cup again, we don't need to go on, but it's, it's really great. I was close with that though, with happy Gilmore, uh, completely opposite movies, not realistic at all, but happy Gilmore has, is the, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. And definitely the funniest golf movie. Um, also like oddly, realistic in the sense that if you brought somebody like that into golf, like that's kind of how it would go. Um, I'm, I love Caddyshack. Don't, I don't want everything's relative. So I don't want people to think that I don't think it's a great movie, but I don't even think it to me, it's close to the two. Again, it might not, it might be because the first time I saw it was not in my sweet spot of this, right. of, of this moment. I get a lot of it, but the, the lines that I say from Tin Cup and from Happy Gilmore come out so much more often than Caddyshack. Caddyshack is, is good. I, I thought it goes kind of, it's just, it's a crazy movie. It's crazy. It's but just it is scenes, a, right? It's just, yeah, it's just it's wild not, there's scenes. No, there's, there's, it's just crazy but I love guys. It, but and, in re, in uh, relation to the other two, I, I think it misses. This is not good radio. I have the same rankings. Yeah. As you. I had a feeling we would because we see it similarly. Tin Cup, Happy Gilmore, Caddy. Caddy Shack's awesome, man. But like, it just, it, it compared to, I mean, even Happy Gilmore is a crazy movie, but like the storyline seems to be pretty well, obvious. I mean, we, we've seen it to be fair. I mean, we saw John Daly yeah. out of nowhere and had this crazy following. Yeah, it's like changed Which golf. is still one of the most un underrated sports stories of all time is this alternate gets 11th in. 11th or 9th alternate. Yeah, and and wins, <laughs> wins the PJ Championship and, and looked like him and hit it like him. And you know what? In a, in, a, in, a, in a little bit lesser way than John Daly is Anthony Kim. I feel like Anthony Kim came on the scene. He was brash. He played aggressive. He he didn't always say what everybody wanted him to say. And I feel like people loved him because of that. You know, sure. I mean, when these, when these guys that aren't your cookie cutter golfers come out here and become something that's a superstar, especially in golf more than anything, it would be probably not to the level of happy Gilmer, but it would be close. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Um, Shane, we have an exciting thing to do today. I've come up with, 
you were generous enough to donate uh, money to the San Antonio Food Bank uh, when I completed the spelling bee Golly. a week I or two ago. Um, so I have am, you used anti-disestablishmentarianism? Absolutely in any not, because I can barely say it. Man. Okay. <laughs> Um, so what about flock and Hill pilification? I can't say that at all. (laughs) Uh, so I decided to give you a chance to take some money out of my pockets. I've have here 11 or 10 trivia questions for you. Well, is it 10 or 11 max? Do you want to do this or no? <laughs> um, I have 11 or 10. You just, you just say no. It's yeah, done. okay, never mind. We squashed never this. Mind. Uh, I have 10 or 11 of these that I looked up. They're all golf trivia questions. Everyone you get right, I will donate $100 to the food bank of your choice or charity of your choice, whatever you'd like. Um, so some are easy, some are very, very difficult. Okay. Um, I didn't know. I, I, I'm going to try to go in an order where it progressively gets... Nah, never mind. I'm just going to go random. So I'll start with the mini layup. Uh, Tiger has a very famous cut streak. How many cuts in a row did he make? Was it 142? Very nice. All right. So that's a hundred bucks. That is $100. That should be, there should be a ding added in. Ding. Will you do that? Will you do the noise? All right. Ding. Ka-ching. Second. Tiger Woods has the record for the most weeks held, uh, holding the num- world number oh. one ranking. How many weeks? If you get it within five, I will donate. Five eighty-three. Wow, that's where your brain. Your hey, that was good. Six eighty-three though. Six eighty-three. Six eighty-three. All right. Um, no ka-ching. Like a a mini, like a, and then like kind of fade off. All right. There. Uh, who got second? At the 97 Masters. Oh, um, it wasn't, I don't think it was, was it Constantina? Was it Roka? I'm asking you the yeah, question. Yeah. You don't it's, get to ask was, me the question. It was, you know what, it was Roka or Tom Kite, I think. I'm going to go Tom Kite. Great work. I helped you out by not telling yeah, you yeah, no yeah. right away because I knew you'd get there. Tom Kite, which I thought was, I had no idea. I just rewatched it like 30 minutes ago. Did you? Ago. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Constantina Roka played with Tiger. That's right. Um, but you know, did not actually didn't even finish top five, but I think what tiger kite Watson or something like that. Okay. Uh, but interesting. One of those random ones, he, you know, you just forget who gets a lot of these. You forget who gets well, second. And especially, and I think, you know what I think's weird about the golf world in that stretch is you kind of separate it pre tiger and post tiger. Oh, yeah. And you forget that the guys like Tom kite won the 92 us open, right? You almost forget that he was, that's only five years later. Yeah, he was still really good. For sure. You know, Zinger, Curtis, these guys, they still were playing. Yeah. Then. You know, the they were cra- still playing in The craziest part about the, and Lacey was even laughing about it, about watching the Masters, was they were talking about on like the eighth hole, uh, I think Watkins is talking about Tiger coming up. And he's like, he's uh, got a nine shot lead. And uh, at last year's national championship, he also had a nine shot lead. So he should feel comfortable. And I'm like, Oh my God, he was in college. Like <laughs> the prior year, like how absurd. Now he's winning the Masters by nine. Like, I'm, and he and he left after two years. Like he's it just like put in perspective how absurd what he did. And he already won him multiple times before that. All right, question. So two for three. This one I was going to. Um, no, this one's also I think you'll get lowest score in a major round. And who was it? Grace. 62 and where was it it was at the open championship what was it two years ago um so that would have been i feel like it's one of those courses that what, what was it like saint george's or hoy lake or something which one was it 
Burkdale. Was it Burkdale? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you, I feel like it's one of those. You just watched that, that one. <laughs> would you say? Isn't that the one you just watched? Yeah, but I watched the final round. I didn't watch okay. the, the other okay. days. All good. So um, I got that one. Uh, this one, I was going to let you. By the way, there, there's been, if you go back in time, there have been some rounds where, I mean, Phil, for instance, you know, 62 is like in the hole. It doesn't go in. Oh, God. There's been like five or six where no, almost, Phil, had the, uh, Phil had the 59 that was in the he hole. He had two of those. He had 59 yeah. waste management on nine. And then he has the Tiger had his lip Trun. out at Southern Hills. Southern Hills. Nick Price had a crazy lip out at the Masters. And, and you know, and Duffner had a bunny. Yeah. And not only did he miss the bunny, but he almost, <laughs> almost missed, missed the, the one for 63 when he won the PGA. Um, all right. I was going to give you a gr- like a grace. Shout out to Brennan to uh getting on this but you've just been so annoying about this person that i'm gonna make you get it on the nose oh, how many pga wins does lloyd mangrum have i think it's 11 or 12 uh 12 36 wait lloyd mangrum biggest fan oh that was top tens 36 wins good good guess there shane not my best. Lloyd, Mr. Icicle's biggest fan knows nothing. Mr. Icicle. I, it's literally the only time I've ever looked him up was two weeks ago. Okay. What was the, what is the highest winning score ever of the Bastards? And I'm going to give it to you that this, there are two that happened in the fifties and b- before, but one of these is not crazy long ago. So that's why. Well, Zach Johnson's was high. Um, I remember that, but I think that was like plus four ish for the tournament. I think Zach Johnson was. I'm trying to think of another one that would have been brutally high. I'll go with Zach Johnson. But at, well, you need to call the score. Oh, um, it was plus four, plus five. Oh, uh, I'll go plus four. Plus one. Good oh, was it? Though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, that's why I want to rewatch this one. We know nothing about it. And Tiger was Tiger there. Second or third. It was plus one he shot. God, I thought it was higher than that. Um, okay. This, this one. Wait, what was, did you say there was two that were plus? Uh, there were three that were plus 54 maybe. And then one earlier than that. I okay. Think. Um, which is pretty crazy when you think about like how many U S opens have been high. It was hard to get this one because I wanted to do the highest major ever, but a lot of them were from like 1905. For sure, right. This one was the most, you know, it obviously a testament to the golf course. This one, it will be worth 200 and I'll do an extra 200. If you get the second part, right. Okay. How many majors does Annika Sorenstam have? How many majors wins does she have? She's so good. <laughs> She's really good. <laughs> I feel like it's less than you think. It was less than I thought. It's less than you think. There's your hint for your 200. Oh, I'm going to guess nine. Oh, that was close. 10. I was gonna 10, be okay. Now I'll give you another a bonus 200. I know you didn't get it, but a bonus 200 if you... Uh, guess her total wins in her career. Ooh. This was more than I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's it was crazy. Like fifty four. Okay, close seventy two. Seventy two. Okay. Um, pretty that I wanted to add that one because I feel like we don't really talk enough about the LPGA tour and <laughs> some of these things. Seventy two. Like what was and the Annika? window? Do you know what the window was? No, I didn't. I didn't get the window. Let's look it up because I'd be interested in knowing what that window was. Because again, I think you're right. I feel like there's there's people that get lost a little bit in the history of sport. She's only 49 currently. So she wins uh, 72 LPGA Tour events. First one in 95. Last one in 08. That's pretty amazing. Pretty pretty decent stretch. Her 2005 was pretty good. She won the MasterCard Classic, two majors, eight, nine events, 10 events in 05. Not bad. Um, Okay. uh, She won the Chick-fil-A Charity Championship by 10. 
Was that good? She won the Mizuno Classic in 04 by 9, and she won by 8 a major, 10, and 8 another event in 05. <laughs> yeah, she was Tiger. What? Um, like, what are you doing to win when you're – like, what What has to happen for a pro to win events by that many? It's just how every part of your game has to be. Like, you know when you win, like, what happened? Well, yeah, I put it really well. And, like, you just have all four of those things. The four main things are just, like, locked in. Short game's good. You're getting a little lucky. You're putting great, and you're hitting it great. I mean, it just has to be. I mean, it wouldn't make sense otherwise. Um, he go, name the top five uh, in the career money list. Uh, career money right list? Now. Well, come on, think about it. There's only, there's only there, two I think you could leave off this. So I mean, you, Tiger, you Phil, yeah. Come so on. the career money list is a hard one to nail down because it's all modern. Yeah, that's why this should be easier. Yeah, uh, VJ, thank you. <laughs> all right, here's the two that are tricky. So Tiger, Phil, VJ. I don't think it's Ernie. I'm wondering if it's Rory, and I think Adam Scott and Sergio might have a place up there. I'll go Sergio. Sergio's 10. Is he 10th? Okay. I'm just Rory trying to think is of nowhere near any of this. Okay. Trying to think of longevity. And- the, the, the price point you have to get to is like 55 million. So think about that. It's around 55 million to get okay. to fifth. I'll go Ernie. I didn't mean Rory was nowhere near it, but. Right. I'll go Ernie. No. Ernie's close, I think. What I'm was gonna- it? Furick. You're missing Furick. Furick. Oh, what was Stricker close or no? Uh, no. D- Dustin Johnson fit. Wow. Yeah. Dustin had some where he won, you know, every year for eight years. Right. He won like, crazy. like starting in 11, he won yeah. every year. So it's, so Tiger's won. Tiger's at like an absurd number, like 120. Phil uh, is at 90. VJ and Furyk, I think, are at like 70 ish. And then I think Dustin's at 55. Dustin's fifth on this double, list. Double check that, but I'm pretty sure that's right. That's unbelievable. We did this the other day in my group chat, and it was interesting because we could I, – I guessed, I guessed Sergio for five, just like you did. Um, I had fear. I had a fear. Furek made sense just because longevity is one a lot. Right, but for sure. He has as many – he has a ton of top tens. Because, um, I mean, he was on the 92 Arizona National yeah, Championship game and then sorry. was national championship team and then from then on um, – the money, the money thing is tough. Yeah, it's. I mean, like, uh, what uh, Jack Nicholas has made made like five million dollars or something on tour. It's so funny <laughs> compared to you know, they're him and Tiger, the two best golfers of all time, and Tiger's got him by one hundred fifty yeah. million dollars. Not even close, right? <laughs> um, all right, what what else we got? Uh, okay. We have all time records. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna find uh, I'm gonna find the amount of money you're asking about. Okay, um, oldest person to win on tour, uh, on, win a PJ tour event. You name the age. I'll throw in a little extra. Uh, oldest major winner? No, nope, just right. Oh, well, that's the next question. So oldest, just PJ on. Tour. One winner. second. I'm just trying to find this thing while I've got this thing up about the money. Oh, my God. Okay, I already found it. Did you already find yeah. it? Yeah. So <laughs> we finally confirmed <laughs> the millennial to the baby boomer. Um, Dustin Johnson, 62 million. Adam Scott, 55 million. Justin Rose, 53. Rory, sorry. you Rory's 52. It felt like not, it was like, he's 10 million off though. Think about that. That's pretty crazy. He's 10 million off. Yeah. You said he was way yeah, off. Sergio's 10th. Um, so how long, until, how long until Rory catches him? Going to be a while because Dustin is not close to done winning. <laughs> They're not that, you know, far off as far as like career paths have gone. Uh, it's going to be a while, a long, in my opinion, a long time. It's going to come. 10 million is a lot to make up. You got to think even if you made that up once a year for 10 years against Dustin Johnson, that's pretty impressive. What, uh, where are you? Um, I don't know. Three. Oh yeah, I do. No, I looked up three sixty. 
all time. Yeah, just crushing it. That's awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. You're gonna, oh, gonna be catch Rory. You're gonna be, in the, top, you're gonna be in the top three fifty before we know it. <laughs> does the Aon money count or no? I'm gonna make sure okay, it perfect. does. I just wanna make sure. All right. So oldest player to win on tour. Uh, oldest PJ Tour winner, winner or major? No, I'm gonna do that. That one's next. Um, I think uh, I think oldest winner's Snead. Good job. Do you know where and how old? Mm. I feel like Greensboro sounds yep. right. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's because right. Davis Love almost did it right or did it right after. Or sorry, like six months before he would have been the oldest one at the same golf course. I'm trying to think of how old he was. I'm going to guess like 53, 52. Okay. Good work. Now, oldest major winner. I think that was Jack, wasn't it? Jack was 46. Julius Burroughs, 48 years old at the PGA. Oh, at like Pecan Valley. Um, they, right. that, that, can we get it? Can we get an addendum on that? Can we get the Tom Watson? Oh, nine. Yeah. Oh, he won half a major or three quarters of a major. And then, uh, by the way, rewatched uh, the Retief 01 U.S. Open. How many times did he hit bunkers? Oh, you, which one? Do you watch Southern Hills this, or no? Yeah, Southern Hills 01. at 01. That Stuart Sink thing is the hardest thing I've ever watched. I mean, the, I thought the Retief thing was hard to watch. That Stuart Sink thing is the He had a perfect putt on 18 for par from like 25 feet and missed it and got up. and He quick hit it, but he, it, it, he, just, he shoved it. It was when you know what happens, you're like, oh, my God. But then Retief, like. 12 feet and blew it three and a half feet by and then he hit three and a half feet for bogey. he had to make the bogey putter <laughs> brooks wins oh my god it was absurd it was, it was really this the i need to go back and watch sync because the whole thing was weird you know he it's had a good like you said he had a good putt and then he just watch he just kind of rushed through it it's awful to watch um okay so the last one and this one's uh uh a little more intricate how much do we have going uh you are up one two three four hundred dollars there have been 13 p- uh, people who have won six majors or more, 13 men who have won s- uh, six majors or more. If you can name 11 of them, I'll donate $200. All right. So we so six majors or more? Six majors or more. If you do all f- all 13, I'll, I don't know. All right. So six is more. the number. Okay. So let's go Tiger. Yep. Jack. Yep. Arnie. <laughs> Player. Ar- Arnold Palmer. Arnold Palmer, player. Yeah. Um, Hogan. Sneed. Yeah. So I'm at six. You're at six. Watson. Yep. Wow. I was nervous about Watson. <laughs> but I think he, does he have an eight? He has eight. Yeah. Um, never a PGA. The lone missing piece in his um, Grand Slam. Uh, Bobby J. Yep. That's eight. Oh, uh, six. So who am I forgetting here? I mean, it's not Faldo. I think he's at five. We need who? So I old guys. Did I say Byron Nelson? <laughs> old guys. Did I say Byron Nelson? No. Byron Nelson. He's not on it. He's not at six. <laughs> no. So I'm at eight. It's just so hard not writing it down. I need to write yeah, it sorry. down. Um, I've, I've said, I've said Snead. I said Hogan. I said Bobby Jones. Hagen. Very nice. Walter. He has 11. Okay, He's third on the list. That's nine. That's nine. Come on, Shane. Two more. I need two more guys that have won six majors. Yeah. I'm just thinking there's no modern guy. There's Phil, no modern guy. Phil doesn't have no. six. Phil has three just masters. Just think of eras. I know. I'm trying to think. I'm think trying of to just like, the eras. Who's in the Nicholas era? I said player, and I said Watson, there's and I one said more. Arnie. There's one more with Come six. Come on. One more huge. There's only been there's only four or five guys in that era that uh, uh, like are. I haven't said them. Main guys. 
like hitters. Trevino. There you go. Trevino. Trevino. Um, and then are we thinking, how many does Trevino have? He has six. Six on the dot. On the dot. So what are we at? Are we at 10? We're at 10. You need one more. Come on, Shane. O- older, older guys, I'm assuming it's probably what's, what's making the numbers here. Yes, but there's one player younger than Trevino on this list left that you should really know. Um, I probably know who he is. I'm just trying to think of. You may or may not have mentioned him. Already? What? what it, Come on, Shane. I didn't say him? You're a colleague of his. Like, he looks up to you. <laughs> Come on, Shane. I'm trying to give away money. A colleague of mine. A colleague looks of yours looks up to you, wants to be just like you. It's won seven majors? Has it? Has won six majors. Has a um, same field as you. Not a lefty. Ah, I mean, you're you're throwing it. You're throwing. Okay, one of these other guys is, I think, the only person, or not the only, but the first person to ever make a double eagle at the Masters. Oh, okay, okay. I'm now. I, I want to get your guy. Come on, he's Colleague not American. I'm, I'm throwing off. He's not his- American. Not Faldo. Yes. Oh, I, I said him already. <laughs> yeah, he, you said he, he had got? five. He has six. Okay. <laughs> I was like colleague of mine. <laughs> yeah, but he looks up to you. Um, I was so I was so confused by that. What did he win? He won he won three Masters. He wins a uh, British Open. I, I don't have it all up here. Sorry, sorry. He must have won. Did he he must have won three British Opens, right? Uh, probably. Saracen's on the list. Uh, Saracen's on the list. Uh, and who, Harry who? Varden is who Varden was going to be the hardest one. one. Um, but good, pretty good. All right, there's two hundred bucks. Um, and that concludes my uh, trivia for uh, charity. We're gonna take a quick break and be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so we're at a, we're at an hour twenty. Let's do let's do two questions. Okay, I have I, <laughs> you have questions. I have so many I have so many questions for you this week. I'm gonna save them. I'm gonna roll them over. Okay, I'm gonna roll them over. All right. Um, oh, so this question from uh, Randy Matheny. He said, "Which guys on tour are going to need a size or two bigger clothes when y'all get back out there?" Uh, I don't know who the answer to that is, but I will say it goes back to my question of like all these guys are gonna have the really pretty swings and people are gonna look different. Like whether it be more. Fa- I mean. Rory might come back. It's like the fittest man alive. Yeah, I'm serious. Um, it looks like it looks Patrick like Rogers has been working out like crazy. All these guys have been working out, hitting a lot of balls in their in their net. So everyone's. I think they're, we're gonna have a serious optical difference with quite a few people. He's like this guy did the workout and this yeah, guy did post. This guy and this guy's been uh, working on a swing and this guy's been working on the putting on the mat. You know, there's gonna be all kinds of things. Uh, <laughs> one of the my favorite questions from Robbie Vegas Rob one five six three GK would. Breaking 80 be the 59 for an 18 handicap? I would say no, but the reason I wanted to bring up this question is that I love about it is this is why I love golf. Like everyone has a 59, quote unquote. Like every, it doesn't matter your skill level. If you break 90 and you haven't done it before, that is sick. Like that is 
so cool. And that's golf. Like, I don't know what your low is, but if you ever break your low, it's like so fun. Like that, that's why we play the game of golf. And then it all becomes relative as you, as you get better. Like, you know, some people's best or favorite rounds are actually not that low, but it's because that day was really difficult for them. That's why I love golf. And that's why I like this question so much. I wouldn't say it's quite 59 because 59 is like the rarefied air because from it, from, do you think 79 is the number for that then? An 18 handicap shooting 79, so they broke 80 for the first time? Well, they broke I think 80 that, there. No, no, that, that's what they're getting at for an 18 handicap. But my point is, is that an 18 handicapper, 18 handicapper is would be trending then towards whatever. Like professional golf. Like, that, like you're not going to shoot not 55. Trend, sure. Right. Sure. So that, that's why I think it's a little different. But it's the same. But the, my point is, it's in the same mind. Mind, right. Mind. Like, uh, or uh, space in that in that regard. Like, that's why golf to me is so cool. Everyone has their, their like, like, if you ever hit a 495 yard drive, like, look at, like, how cool is that? <laughs> um, we have a question just about the TS4 driver, the Titleist TS4 driver, yeah, what yeah. I like Low and spinning. dislike um, from Eric Barrington. Uh, the point of this is not only to plug. <laughs> Titleist, which they deserve right now because they are getting zero exposure from <laughs> from us golfers. But it's really to say that uh, the importance in drivers, I think, to look. Some people like drivers to be a little more spinnier, so you can uh, the ball holds its line better. Some like lower spin, but in general, what we're all going for is um, professionals is a spin rate in the two thousands, usually the mid to low two thousands, uh, and a ball that can launch up in the air and do that as well. So that's again, like I, and that's why I have my Titleist driver, my TS4 is because I can do that. But that that's with all drivers. That's what every professional golfer is looking for. Uh, like when they test their, their new one out, it's not all just distance. Cause you need it to be playable as well. Um, you and I, uh, you and I are now want to know as teammates, by the way, Who's golf teammates. Oh yeah. We smashed. I don't know about smash. We got you, strokes. You, we got two shots. <laughs> we beat Brandon Harkins and Joel Damon. And uh, and you oh good you birdie you had a great birdie on seventeen thanks man hey Just thanks you really didn't want a skin it. but it was a good shot and a good putt unbelievable that wasn't a skin it's like two hundred and forty yard par three into the win <laughs> uh, here's a question uh, from Martin McSports if professional golf was an option as a career what would you be doing but the real question is uh, what would you be doing if you weren't uh, broadcasting man being a superstar podcaster I don't know I mean writing yeah I mean but I'm assuming get that out I'm not of the doing whole, any of that okay. yeah. I don't know. I, I got you have honest. a voice for auctioneer. I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would be the EA sports guy or you'd be the guy who does uh, the movie uh, trailers where it's like once in a time. <laughs> that would be Shane. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Imagine if hop happy quit, quit hockey. <laughs> decided to take us down this is the behind the music happy gilmore Uh, that's right it's vh1 happy gilmore deep dive yeah my my answer to this i'd just be homeless i whatever i i lacy would have to work a lot more at her real estate job you but you said you'd get it in your pj tour profile yeah but i told you that i've realized from meeting you it's way too hard and i couldn't do it um yeah i mean you might like maybe you're maybe you're an agronomist you know maybe you're doing my divot patterns is so bad i could never be an agronomist that wouldn't work couldn't design golf clubs. You don't know enough about the clubs or the balls. I don't. I well, just know thanks. what goes straight. Yeah, I mean, do you know? Do you know what your swing weight is in your driver? Mm, that's probably in a D or some people always say <laughs> D four. There, like I, I had this con- uh, conversation with Ashton or the other day. He goes, "Dude, my, like, I, my driver was all set up. At it. it was D four, and I was just doing like the smile and nod. Like I don't I know what no you're clue. talking so about." So I'm reading the I'm reading the Andre Agassi book right now yeah. that I've never read before, and it's unreal already. And he's talking about his, I'm sure golf bags are similar. He was talking about how 
his tennis bag, he packs it. He said, I packed it. You know, this was my Oh, so briefcase. someone's missing. Yeah, he, but he was just like, I yeah. like my kids can do this and my, sure. my wife can do this, but he goes, My the golf bag is or the tennis bag is yeah. mine. And he said, I pack it, I know where everything is. He said if there was a an extra sock in it, yeah. I would know the weight. I believe it. And there was a story about Tiger back in the day when he was testing drivers. Driver shafts. And he said all this stuff. I mean, it's probably true, but I have a hard time buying it. I do too, but I, I don't know, man. Like he I said do. he swatted away a golf ball one time in golf ball testing, laughed at the guy like, and the guy was doing it to mess with him. It was like a, let's say it was a pro V and Tiger's playing the Nike. That's ball, wild. And he hit it away like, ha ha. So the driver story for people who don't know is they, they had Tiger uh, test five Nike drivers back in the day. And he, at the end they said, which one did you like the best? And he said, I like the, uh, I like the lightest one the best. And they said, no, no, Tiger, they're all 74 grams. Like whatever. He goes, no, one of them's lighter. And they weighed them all. And one of them was 73 grams. And he literally felt the difference between one gram. Now I'm going to say this. For everyone else in the world, I would believe, or I would be a little bit more lenient on it. It's fake. Dude, these, some of these tiger things I've heard, like, you know, the Jason day thing I was joking with you about where Jason day asked him how he hits a 60 yard wedge. And tiger says some answer about his, he just kind of works on his hand speed. And like, there's this pause and everyone nods. It's in a a tailor made commercial and he nods. um, And then Jason day, God bless him for this because it's what everybody he goes. All right, so can you explain that for like a normal person? Right, like, like what does that but mean? I think Tig- Tiger gets it, so I do kind of believe that Tiger could do it. But somebody asked me this question I think today about golf balls. If you threw me a three different brands of golf balls and I hit them, I actually and even if you gave me probably it would be harder with the Titleist Pro V One X versus a Pro V One because what do become, you play? You play? The- I play the Pro V One. Okay. They become a lot more uniform. But back in the day, I could tell you the difference, especially if I was putting with it. But um, you know, even like most of the golf balls, if I catch them, I could tell you a difference because wow. with the brands, not like Titleist to so throw like it to you one hand Titleist, catching I could, it. I used to the we might the have to do this old. I can say this how the old Nike ball was so bad that I. I would pick it up and I, I would, I couldn't believe people play golf with it. It felt so <laughs> wrong. Um, now I do get to like Tyler is you, you know, everyone kind of, not everyone, but like most people agree it's the number one ball in golf. Right. Um, so it is kind of the that. hardest. They should yeah. use that as the slur. Yeah, you guys can pay me back for that later, <laughs> but yeah, you can like their, their outside is so simple. Like it's so, it's so, it's just like, it's got its, it's feel is very, it, it's, it's uh what, how do you say it? It's like just traditional. It's like, it's you've gotten used to it. It's consistent. Right. Um, all right. Last one. Last one. This one, it was, I, I want to know your answer. Um, if you have it off the top of your head, if you don't, I have mine. This is why I want to do okay. it. Uh, from summers, Mike winter seven on Twitter said most memorable round of golf. Do you have one? Most memorable round of golf in my life. I'll let you go. Okay. This is one of my favorite stories. Uh, and it, it's most memorable to me. It's only nine holes. <laughs> okay. I woke up one morning, super tragic, sad news. My mom calls me in. Uh, to her room, which was never good. Um, and she's, it's early in the morning on a weekend. And she says, Hey, I have some really bad news. And I, oh, I thought that one of like my, my grandma had passed away. Cause it, she had that look in her face that someone passed away. She says, your cousin, Andrew passed away. My cousin was 22 years old, 21 years old. And I couldn't believe it. Like shock. He was like, kind of, you know, looked up to him here. I was probably 16 years old. Maybe I couldn't, couldn't believe it. I was shocked. I didn't really know what to do. So I got in uh, I, I went changing the golf clothes, got in my car and just drove to the golf course. And I didn't even know what I was going to do there. I was crying on the way. I'm sitting on the golf course just because it's my happy place. Um, also goes back to like the reason I love golf and why sucking at golf so bad three years ago was so difficult because it's supposed to be your like place to release things. And I'm just sitting on the range. I might have hit some golf balls. I can't remember. I'm just sitting there just like I don't even know what I was doing. And my buddy Andrew, uh, which was 
ironic because my cousin's name Andrew. My buddy Andrew comes over and goes, hey, do you want to go play golf with my dad? And I was like, sure. And they don't know anything that's happened. They don't get it at all. I'm like, sure. I mean, what the heck else am I going to do? So I go. I'm in my own cart. First hole is par five. Hit a five iron to like a foot. Make eagle. Well, I make the turn in 28, maybe 29. One of the two. I mean, it's like the best round of golf. I could not care less. Right. Um, 20 or 29. And I'm sure, you know, Andrew's a good golfer, played golf in uh, high school golf. Like he's a good golfer. His dad is, you know, whatever golfer. I'm sure they, looking back on it, they must have been like, holy cow, what a round. Like, this is crazy. He's going to, you know, see, again, they know nothing about what's gone on. I'm pretty somber. And as I'm walking to the ninth green, uh, I get a text from or a phone call from Chris, who I've mentioned on this before, and Casey, my two like closest family friends and basically family to me. Uh, I guess my mom had told them that what had happened and being like the best big brother types they could be they called me and said hey man we heard what happened we're picking you we know you're at the golf course we're picking you up i'm like all right it was a kind of like a no they're like we're gonna go play golf somewhere else down the road that uh like at robinson ranch it was a golf course i'm like all right and so i finished the ninth hole i look at andrew's dad and i said hey guys like i'm gonna take off and i remember the look in their eyes was like what like why and i'm and i didn't want to talk about it because i would have right. been sad i was like ah it's whatever and, like i could feel them being like you're gonna shoot 59 like, right you know right, we right. have a chance to and I was like, yeah, and I got in the car. We, uh, you know, they both picked me up and drove to another golf course and played a whole other random nine holes. I couldn't tell you one thing about, but it was my most memorable one because it put in perspective why I love golf, because that's where the first place I went to after I heard this bad news. And it also put into perspective how unimportant 28 or 29 was like, right. it's crazy. I can't even remember what I shot. I just know it was dumb low and it had a two in front of it. And it also was just a great day because it's like when I reconfirm why two of my friends are close friends yeah which is great uh i i was just trying to think you know for a second i i played in a i played in a three-man scramble which is really weird <laughs> they had a three-man yeah, why scramble. does that never happen <laughs> I, I don't know it was it was in carthage texas it was at this golf course called the carthage country club and i played with my dad and his brother my uncle doug who i mentioned earlier in the podcast and we played and we won it i just remember because you know I'm kind of a scramble gamer. <laughs> I feel like I play my best golf in scrambles. Well, listen, I'm, you get to hit a driver as hard as you want. That's how, how far is the thought. hole? I got to throttle it back. And um, <laughs> they must love you. And uh, and so, but I, my dad's business is in Carthage, and obviously he'd sponsored a hole or whatever. I just remember he was so happy. I remember he was riding with my uncle. This was a few years ago. He was riding with my uncle and I was following him. We were going to get dinner after we won the thing. And he told us to pull up and he's in the passenger. He said, Doug's going to pull over. I'm going to get a couple of beers. <laughs> to like, have a, like the passenger's going to have a couple of roadies on the way to dinner. <laughs> and I'd never heard my dad say that. I'd never seen my dad do that. <laughs> Obviously, it's not legal, again, you know, for the passenger to be drinking open container beer. But <laughs> it was East Texas. But I just remember that moment because I just remember my dad. You know, I mean, you win it with two of your favorite people in the world. For sure. They were very happy. So. Yeah, that was That's the one awesome. that popped in my mind. I mean, I, there's probably rounds that have been more what, memorable. What, what hit me with this question was when I when I first read it, my mind goes straight to playing with Rory for the first right. time, winning a golf tournament, uh, Walker Cup stuff, all this stuff. But again, why I love golf is you. I've had I have more fun playing with you and Ashton the other day than than I do really playing a tournament. Now I'd rather play in a tournament because the com competitiveness is what like what what makes me so excited to play. So I guess like. And in a general heart rate way, like I, I would rather play in a tournament, but right. I have, I had so much fun just the other day with Drew and, 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 and Drew Stoltz, Andrew Kittleson and, and, and these guys, like it was, so, it was, it's just like, 
it's pure fun. It's pure joy. It's a lot of laughs. Like it's just, it is, it is why, uh, even when this game is so freaking frustrating, why just going home and playing a four fun round of golf is so great. And, and I couldn't, I, I knew you were going to come up with an answer like mine. That was way off the beaten path of your best round of golf. It was going to be what something that meant something to you based off of the people you're with way less so on your performancing or performances or anything like that. And I think that's why golf is, is what it is. That's why people all are so attracted to it. Uh, I also, they also had that Carthage scramble once as a two man scramble and I won it with my dad and uh, I birdied the first four holes on my own ball. No way. Sick. <laughs> it was like the most blacked out I'd ever been that's pretty cool. playing with him. At one point the people were like, the guys were playing with, they're like, so Monty, are you <laughs> like, so what, what are you doing? And he was like, ah, He's a good thing I picked up those beers while Shane was driving me to the course. <laughs> uh, scrambles. You know what? Scrambles are underrated. Way underrated. Two man scrambles are hard too because you think you're supposed to be like 11 under through 11 because you're so used to being in a four man right. scramble. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Uh, we're gone long, shocking. Uh, thanks for listening. Rate and review the podcast. Follow the Instagram account at Get a Grip Pod. We don't post pictures there. So <laughs> that's the beauty of that. Uh, what do you got going on this week? Uh, you know, I was hitting balls in my net. We're playing uh, money, playing the money game money on game Monday. At Go tomorrow. Got a big matchup. Or Harkins, today, I guess. If this is Ashton, on Monday. Max, myself, we'll keep our distance. We'll be smart. You guys do the same. We'll be back next week. Wash your hands. Wash them. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.